0: I just, I just, I just speak my peace, keep on, my peace. What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Speak My Peace podcast. As always, I'm your gracious host, Greg Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> Happy y'all we'll do it by this time, hope that you're all are taking care of yourself and your loved ones, as we know how important that is today. Um, and hopefully, you're protecting your mental health, because that's what this episode is about. I feel like throughout the season, I kind of hinted at it um, because I, I wanted to give this episode its own episode in itself, rather than try to fit it in with one of the previous episodes. But I told you all just in previous episodes throughout the season that you know I had I had dealt with something um, while recording episodes for the season, and that something was just depression. It was a, a depression episode like I've never experienced before. It came out of left field, I never really experienced anything like that. Not to say I never experienced depression because I've experienced depression before, but it was depression in the form of like high-functioning depression, meaning that I was going through things, and those things that I was going through were causing this negative toll and was making me feel sad, and it it was making me melancholic, but I was still able to go through and carry out Whatever I I needed to do, whether I was in school, continue to to go to class and take tests and do homework and different things like that, and just compartmentalizing what I was dealing with and putting it on the back of my mind until I was able to um, address it. Um, Whether I was at work, going through work and you know putting on a happy face and dealing with the the customers and dealing with uh, my uh, coworkers and still compartmentalizing and dealing with it and, and and dealing with it and Addressing it when I had to address it. The reason why I think those times why depression didn't hit me as hard as it is or as hard as it should have is because I was so active and so busy that I was able to keep my mind off of different things. I think about one of those times being the summer of 2016, like the summer of 2016, my family got hit with a slew of, of 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 deaths in our family from the last week of April through the week before or last um, of May. And so we dealt with so many deaths and during that time, it was depressing for me. It was like I lost some key important factors in my life during that time. But I still had to. And I spoke about this as well in previous episodes, but I had to continue to I had to continue to to get through school, had to continue with my finals just so that I can graduate on time and get to New York, get to St. John's University. Um And then got to St. John's and then was kind of still on the same track of like just trying to get to St. John, trying to get out of St. John's as quick as possible. So I was able to compartmentalize those things at that time and put things in the back of my mind. Thinking about the day that I received my associate's degree, I, I, I buried my brother. My brother was buried the same day. So I was literally at his funeral, spoke at his funeral, broke down. And then 30 minutes, 40 minutes later, I was on The freeway from Long Beach to San Diego to make sure that I get to my commencement ceremony. That's me compartmentalizing things, but also me just keeping busy um, and not really dealing with the issues at hand. So I think that that episode of my life was just me just not actively dealing with the things I had dealt with. Another time I told you I was depressed was me being in the job search. Um, I spoke about this in episode. I forget what episode it was, but it was season three of the podcast, moved back from New York, came back home. And I thought that, you know, here I am with my bachelor's degree from this prestigious private university in New York. That it would be easy peasy for me to apply for jobs, get interviews and and get a job. And that first month went by and I wasn't even getting callbacks for interviews. Um, And then. After that first month went by and now, here we are six months and maybe I'm getting a little more, a little bit more callbacks. Maybe I'm actually now going to interviews, but I still don't have a job. And so that began to sink on me that, like, did I make the wrong decision? Did I go about school wrong? Did I not make the connections that I needed to make? Am I a failure? What am I actually doing? And so all these questions that pondered in my head. It made me depressed because I felt like I wasn't doing enough or whatever I was doing or whatever I had done. I hadn't done it right. And the only reason why that really didn't weigh in on me during that time is because I was still busy. It's like, yeah, I'm depressed, but I still have to pay these bills. I still got to pay this rent. So I need a job. So like, yeah, you can be depressed, but your savings is running out. So what are you going to do when your savings run out? It was that type of Thing to keep me busy and compartmentalize What I was dealing with and not actually Address it head on as I was dealing with it This most recent Time it came as a result Of I think all the changes that I made This past year I told you all about the Changes that I made in episode 98 Whether that's me um, Building up the courage to Try to leave my employer and then Not actually leaving because they retaining me Me changing my lifestyle Going to vegan Um me getting out of a long-term relationship. Me uh, creating new habits for myself. And I think the culmination of all those things set in. I started I started all those things at the beginning of the new year. So, new year, I became vegan. New year, I got my promotion. New year, uh, that relationship was completely dissolved. I washed my hands of it. New year, I, as I started to build these new habits and, and new routines and certain things like that. And so... That episode I had of depression, it lasted for like one week, but it came that first or second week of February, I believe it was. And I think it was just a, a, a wave of emotions had just overcome me and it was overwhelming. And I just didn't know how to address it. And I didn't know how to tackle it during this time. I was still in therapy, but because I had made so much progress within the first three months of therapy, I went from a cadence of doing it every single week to doing it every other week. And so coincidentally, this episode that I had was during the week that I didn't have anything scheduled. And so when I first started dealing with it, I'm like, you know, if it gets so bad that I feel like I can't deal with it, then I'm going to have to, you know, change up my cadence and get something this week. But also me being someone who feel like who has gone through this life and figured out things on his own so many different times. I felt like this was something that I could tackle um, without the help of my therapist, which. I wouldn't ever do that again. And she told me, you know, once I told her what I went through, she was like, you know, if you ever go through that again, just make sure that you call me to set up an emergency session just so we can, you know, talk through it and I can help you, whatever the case may be. But I had the mindset and I've always had this mindset and that can be toxic in that reasoning. Sorry that I've been saying toxic for so many, uh, these past three episodes, but, um, I had that toxic behavior of. I'm going to figure things out. I, I, not I, I'm Not even toxic. I'm not going to use it this time. It's traumatic. It's a traumatic response of me figuring things out, me not leaning on to other people, me doing things on my own. This is something that I've implemented in my life in many different avenues. And so this time I told myself, you know, I've done this so many times that I can figure this out on my own. And it wasn't the correct way to go about it. But to go back into that week. Let me say this. I am a, a creature of of habits. I am a creature of routines. I, I love my routines. I love my habits. And that was one of my resolutions this year was to get out of that, to break certain routines and break certain habits, just to usher in a new me to be more opening and to be more welcoming of, of new things. And so I tried to get away from that. And so I think after a month of all these new things, a a month of eating different, a month of, you know, being by myself and not cohabitating with someone, a month of um, what is the other change I just told you I did? A month of me being in this new role and me having new responsibilities and getting a promotion at my employer, but also, you know, not going with someone who was going to hire me. It was a month of all those things and a combination of all those themes coming to an end not really coming to an end but coming to a a a meeting point and i think that meeting point of that time past it was it was an overwhelming sensation for me because i became overwhelmed with the emotions of the consequences of my actions started to question whether or not i made the right decisions and all those decisions um whether or not I should have actually stayed with my employer, whether or not I should have actually went with my employer, whether or not I should have ended a toxic relationship, whether or not I was going to be able to rid that attachment from that toxic relationship, whether or not this lifestyle change of as far as eating and being vegan was something that I should actually do, um, whether or not me waking up earlier than I used to was something that I should actually do, whether or me. Whether or not me breaking certain routines I had As far as like daily routines and different things like that Whether or not this is something I should continue with I started to question a lot of things So it was my anxiety battling my depression at one time And it was a epic battle <laughs> Let me say that I can, I'm glad that I can look back at it now and laugh about it But it was an epic battle My anxiety was battling my depression And my depression was kicking my anxiety's ass And that is when I went into the episode of just my depression, and what this episode of depression was for me it was just not wanting to do anything. Um, I tell you all that I'm a creature of, of routine and a creature of habitats is because I have a morning routine. And I mean, I said habitats, I mean habits, but I have a morning routine I have certain habits. I wake up at a certain time, I go run or work out, I come back home, I um, shower. May do a face mask, get dressed, make up my bed, clean up my room, cook breakfast and then get ready for work. Um, And this is something that that I was doing at this time. I be I was more intentional about reading. And so I was including reading as well. I would sometimes do it before breakfast. Sometimes I would do it while I'm eating breakfast Um, and then I will start my work day. And so this was this routine I had every single day. And this episode got me out of all of that. I was waking up in the morning and just didn't want to do anything. There was a whole week to where I didn't even work out. <clears throat> and I've never I've never had that. Um, and it wasn't even just that I didn't work out. It's I didn't have the desire to work out. I didn't have desire to get up and want to better myself that day. I didn't have the desire to get up and want to see changes in my body. I didn't have desire to want to improve myself. And it was a feeling that I've never experienced before. Like, I'm a easily self-motivated person. I don't need, you know, someone else to, I don't need to see something from someone else in order for me to do something. I have this conversation with myself all the time that if I want something, that I, this is the work I have to put in and it's easy for me to do that. During that time, I couldn't, I couldn't muster up the courage to tell myself to get through it. And so a lot of times I would find myself wake up. It was still waking up at the times, so the early times that I would wake up, but I was just in bed and I wouldn't get out of bed until it was time for me to work. Maybe like 10 minutes for me to work just so I can shower, um, maybe cook breakfast and then start working. And so I was missing out on those routines that I had become so accustomed to and it had started to affect my mental. And so while I'm dealing with all this, I still have to work. And let me say, one of the most important—and if anyone know me, they'll tell you—one of the most important thing in my important my morning routine. Even if I don't work out, even if I don't read, but I don't cook breakfast, is making my bed. A pet peeve of mine is not having my bed made at least during the weekdays. On the weekend, sometimes I let it go and won't do anything. But during the weekdays, I feel like it's uh, a—I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't really know how to explain it. But if my bed isn't made, it kind of affects my day and it kind of affects my mood. And so I make up my bed every single day. I guess it's just me starting my day and it's like this motivational factor. Also starting my day with some type of structure, letting me know that seeing that, okay, this bed is made, this room is clean. Now I can go and operate or I can go out into the world or I can go into the living room or I can go into the guest room and, you know, begin work because. This was that first implementation of that structure, or me achieving a task. I think that's exactly what it is. It's the endorphins of a, of achieving a task that I get from making my bed. And so I make my bed every single weekday. During this week, I had no desire to make my bed, and I've never felt that before. But this is the episode I was going through. Where just I wasn't motivated. I didn't feel the need to want to go through the different. Tasks that I would go through prior to me working, it was literally just me waking up, me um, showering, sometimes eating, and then working. And the only thing that really got me out of it was my mom. During that time, and I never, and I'm the type of person to where that stereotypical strong friend example, most people refer that to me. I don't, I go through things, I don't speak to people about them, and I just deal with it internally, and I still keep this, um, this fake smile on my outer appearance despite my, what I'm going on internally. But I never let it affect me. I never let it affect my relationship with other people. I never let it affect how I go about my day. I never let it affect just anything. It doesn't stop me from you know doing anything. And so I've always had this shell um, that I put up around myself when I'm going through things of really excluding or exempting people from the details of what I'm going through. And during this time, I didn't even really even tell my mom about I was going through, but she could detect that something was going on with me. And so she would constantly, you know, ask me, like, how I'm doing and different things like that. And so I finally, like, opened up to her and just let her know, like, you know, I feel depressed, like I feel a certain way. And so what she would do is because I work from home is she would stop by every now and then. Why am I working? while I was on lunch? You know, just to make sure that I was okay, to make sure I was physically okay, to make sure I looked like I was improving. And that right there is really what pushed me to improving, knowing that someone was committed to me, someone was really interested in, in finding out um, whether or not I was actually okay or whether or I was just saying that and being that strong person that I just told you all about that I, that I'm often uh, am. And so her commitment to me is really what motivated me to 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 get better. And so how I finally got over that was I started implementing new routines like I um, started journaling just so that I can express my feelings about certain things. You know, if I'm going through something or if I had a rough day at the end of the day, I'm writing down, you know, exactly what happened or how certain things make me feel and being very detail orientated about. All the things that I'm expressing and not even just bad days, but also journaling the good days. If it was just a, I had an interaction with someone that made me feel a certain way, whether good or bad, I would journal that as well. And so that journaling and that expression is something that helped me get out of that, because now I wasn't bottling up all these emotions that I had. Um, Another thing that helped me that I implemented this year was meditation. I've never meditated before. And once I think I was watching a podcast or I was watching an interview and I think someone was speaking about meditation and the benefits that they were speaking about it intrigued me and so I told myself okay this may be something you should try out and so during that week I started meditating and I started meditating frequently I meditate well I will to say the first 2 months I was meditating every single day. Now I get it in when I can. I want to get back to doing it every single day or even every other day just so that I'm in a healthy rhythm of doing it. But that meditation has got is what helped me get out of that. It, um, I told you all that the episode I had was my anxiety meeting with my depression and my depression whooping my anxiety's ass. That meditation helps center me. It helped bring me to a place of of calmness and and a place of stillness. You know, my mind is always moving at a thousand miles per hour. And that meditation, whether it was for 10 minutes, whether it was 15 minutes or 20 minutes, it forced me to be in the space I was in and not really worry about everything else outside of that space. And that oneness with self is what Really, those two things, the journaling and the meditation is really what helped me. And then my mom checking up on me. And so thankfully, I'm here. Thankfully, that I got out of that episode, but it wasn't easy. That one week felt like it was two months. And it was something that I never want to experience again. But I know so many other people go through it. And so I say all that to tell you that it gets better. Um, You may be experiencing something right now that you can't explain, that you don't have anyone to explain it to, it gets better. Just look for new routines, look for things to help you, look for things that can express your feelings, and start to experiment with those things. Experiment with something um, and find out whether or not that's for you, but also look for someone to talk to. You know, I've been a big advocate for therapy because of my therapy journey, but I'm aware that some people are hesitant with that because they don't trust explaining or detailing certain things that they go through with someone. They don't know the financial situation. A lot of time is what prevent people from doing it, but just seek someone to speak to. It could be a parent. It could be an uncle. it could be a friend. It could be a sibling, but speak with someone. You have to speak with someone. Like we go each individual, all of us, we go through so much in our lives and we deal with so much in our lives that We never seek help externally because we feel like it's a burden on other people, but you never know what that experience with relaying that information, with expressing how you're feeling with someone, how it may um, help you. Me and my mom, this is probably the best space that we've ever been in. Um, When I was young, I was a knucklehead, still a young adult. I was kind of a knucklehead, so we bumped heads a lot. We still bump heads to this day, but... Me going through this episode is really what improved our relationship because I understood just the human factor of that woman and not saying that I never saw her as a human before, but I just saw her as a mom. And so what I mean by the human factor is that I understood the beauty in accepting that her role as my mother is to protect me and to care for me and to always seek out my best interests. And so when I saw that, when I saw that, you know, she was just interested in my well-being, that in itself motivated me to better myself for her so that she doesn't have to see me in that light ever again. And so if you're going through something, man, seek out resources, seek out someone, seek out habits, seek out routines. Um, the reason why I express routines is because that provide structure for my life. Like I'm the type of person who, who loves structure because it keeps some type of order. And so I look for structure. There's a a morning structure. I have a, I mean, I have a a morning routine. I have a a nightly routine. The only time that I really don't have a routine is throughout the day when I'm working. Well, even that is kind of routine because you have certain deliverables, you have certain tasks that you have to complete on a certain day. So that is even still a routine. So majority of my life is still routine. a lot of people may be against routines and that's fine but you should seek out something to help you get through what you're going through don't go through that alone this is the end of season five speak my peace podcast thank you all for allowing me to really be open with you all thank you all for the conversations that we've had this season about the different things that i've discussed Thank you all for tuning in to Speak On Peace podcast. Thank you all for spreading the message and sharing the Speak On Peace podcast. Please continue to do that in our absence. I promise you all that this won't be another six months absence. I'm not about to tell you all when we're coming back, but this won't be another six months absence. I can promise you all, I'm giving you all my word right now that there will not be another six months absence. I think there are a lot of things that I had planned for this season that... I didn't carry out Um, Just personally I never expressed with anyone else That you will see um, Whether it's in between season break Or coming in a new season But I promise you all we have more exciting things coming For the Speak More Peace podcast Thank you all for tuning in I can't stress enough Um, Y'all had to know that this was going to be The last episode of the season I've spoken extensively about how much uh, These numbers mean to me So why wouldn't I end the episode 121 So again thank you Y'all be safe out there. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your mentals. Seek help. Um, DM me if you want any resources. I'd be glad to share that with you all. But just don't, don't go through these battles alone. If that's the last message I can sense you all as we part ways uh, until next season, you just don't go through your battle alone. Please don't go through your battle alone. That's the Big More Geeks podcast for this season. I am out.